Everything's good. Thanks for having me on, Jenna. Well, I'm very happy to have you on. And I just mentioned it a second ago. You had a fight against Thomas Asuin. Uh, a lot of people watched it. A lot of people thought you won clearly in that fight. But it somehow was ruled a draw. You had a little time to reflect on the fight. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, definitely. I still feel the same way I did during the fight. Um, I thought I clearly uh, won the first seven rounds. About uh, three rounds were kind of competitive, and I kind of felt the same way when I came home and uh, watched it on TV, the telecast, about the telecast, and I thought it was very similar, uh, 7-3, 6-4. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, this is boxing, and ain't nothing surprises me anymore. So, you know, we got, a, we got the decision, and that's what it was. Okay, now you were a six and a half to one betting underdog going into this fight. How do you feel that you kind of upset the odds? Uh, you know, I didn't know that until after. I heard four to one. I heard five to one. I didn't know it was, it was quite that high. But you know, that's just, that's just a numbers game to me. You know, uh, records, uh, odds, those are numbers because you know the the deciding factor is what happens inside the ring. And I knew that we were prepared uh, for this fight. You know, I felt extremely confident going in, and um, you know, I thought we put on a very good performance. All right. Now, you actually had never gone 10 rounds before this fight. You'd actually never even been scheduled for a 10-round fight. Did you have any doubts of your ability to be able to go the distance, or did you know that you were just in the best physical shape you could be in and that you weren't going to have any problems at all? Absolutely. Uh, we were in the best shape uh, that I've been in. Uh, you know, I utilized a lot of resources that I have out here in the Bay Area, and, uh, you know, I was extremely confident about going to 10 rounds, not only um, 10 rounds, but a, a fast pace. And, Again, you do it in the gym all the time with three, four fresh bodies. So, uh, you know, going into the fight, I was extremely confident of being able to go to 10-round distance. Brennan, even though it was ruled a draw, do you think this type of exposure that you got has actually helped your career? Well, anytime you get to perform on a, on a platform like HBO, it, it can do nothing but help you. Uh, you know, the, you know, the millions of uh, viewers that they have for that card. Um, I just think, uh, you know, my stock's going to go up, and, Hopefully, uh, HBO will put it back on the network in another big fight soon. I will, Brandon. Being the fact this fight was as controversial as it was, do you see any reason at all that you actually would have to have a rematch with Tommy Gunn, or do you think, based off your performance and the basic way people think about this fight, that you can move on to bigger and better things? I mean, I would love to uh, move forward as if, uh, you know, I was, I did win the fight because I felt that I did, but again, this is boxing, and, and, uh, you know, if, if a rematch is the big, biggest option out there for my career, then that's definitely I'm, I'm definitely open for that. But also, there's a there's a lot of opportunity in the super middleweight division um, out there. So, you know, I know my team's going to work. It's going to do the best for whatever for my career. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about your career. And you know, I think for the fans listening out there that are hearing you for the first time, can you tell them a little bit how you actually got into the sport of boxing, Brandon? Uh, it's actually something I, I put myself into. I moved around a lot uh, when I was young, so I wasn't un- I was available to get inside of a gym. So that was the first thing when I moved to Sacramento about 10 years ago. I got inside a boxing gym, a uh, Capital City Boxing Gym, which is a boxing gym out here in Sacramento. A lot of champions have came out of there. It's closed down now, but that's where I started. And uh, you know, I kind of started my amateur career. I had a pretty successful amateur career. I was uh, number one uh, ranked at 178 pounds and one of the candidates leading into the 08 Olympics. And, you know, I turned pro in 07, you know, because I started uh, raising a family, started having a family and I had other responsibilities. So I took my 
uh, career in a different direction in terms of a year prior to the Olympics. And, you know, as a professional, it just, you know, it's been a roller coaster. I've had my ups and downs, my, you know, my starting stops. And uh, I think, uh, you know, we got to the situation where it uh, was supposed to pay off uh, that HBO part, and I think we, I think we did a really good job. All right. Well, you also work with a very noteworthy trainer. You work with Virgil Hunter. Uh, he's obviously mm-hmm. known for working with uh, the, the champion of the weight class, Andre Ward. What's it been like for you to work with him, and what do you think he's instilled in you? I mean, Virgil's an excellent trainer. He's an excellent teacher, you know, educator of, uh, of boxing, science. Uh, I've, known, I've known Virgil for, you know, years working with Andre since uh, he first turned pro and I was still an amateur. So I'm, I'm very familiar with uh with Virgil's style of training and his philosophy, and it kind of fits into to, to the way I learned. So, uh, you know, it was a real good match for me and him to, to hook up. We did about uh, probably going on two years now, fourth fight working together. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's been great. He's taught me a lot. He's added a lot to my game and, and, and has defined a lot of the tools that I possess and, you know, given me scenarios as far as when to use them. And, uh you know, just he's added to added to tremendously to uh to my ability. And I'm betting going forward after the performance you had, there's gonna be many more big fights for yourself. Who do you see out there in the uh super middleweight division? I mean there's a lot of names. There's a lot of guys overseas. Uh, you know, uh it's a top heavy division. So, you know, the top the top ten are are all are all options out there I think. Uh so it just depends on what my team comes back with and, uh, you know, what direction they want to move into. I would like to, again, to stay, uh, stay on HBO and a big fight. I'm open for that. And uh, definitely whoever whoever, uh, whoever they would like to see me on there with. All right, well, a little bit later in the show, I'm going to have on trainer Robert McCracken. He worked with Carl Froch. What are your thoughts on Carl Froch as a fighter? I think Carl Froch is a good fighter. He's, uh, you know, he's, got, he's, he's come a long way since the uh, uh, – Super Six tournament. I think everybody in that tournament benefited from, uh, you know, the Super Six, and I think he's, uh, you know, he's continued to build momentum with, uh, you know, key wins over top guys in the division, and uh, you know, he's, he's had a he's had a good career. All right now, another guy in the division also works with Virgil Hunter. That would be Andre Ward. You know, being the fact that you guys share the same trainer, have you guys ever had an opportunity to spar each other, and how do you do against them? Yeah, I've, I've worked with Andre for, for years. Uh, you know, we're real familiar with each other. And, uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen his, I've been a part of his development. He's obviously been a part of mine. And, uh, you know, the, the sparring is extremely competitive. Uh, you know, sometimes a little too competitive to where, you know, people get hurt as in, you know, with the Carl Frost fight. And then we had another incident a couple weeks before my fight with cuts and, and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, it's extremely competitive sparring and with all the with all the guys in our stable, uh, Andrade and Gulo, uh, all those guys in my weight class is extremely competitive sparring that you really can't find anywhere else in the world. Okay, well, you know, Andre Ward, he's got one problem that, that seems to be coming up. And you mentioned just a little bit that, you know, he um, he's had some injuries and it's kind of held him back, held him from getting certain fights. Uh, do you think Andre Ward and his true potential could be held back if he can't stay healthy? Um, you know, that, that, that goes for any athlete, I think. Injuries can always uh, affect your progression. Um, but, you know, this is, this, these are guys that, that stay, stay in the gym regardless if, uh, you know, you're only able to use 
one arm or, you know, one hand. We, we, we're guys that, you know, stay in there regardless of the, of, of the situation. And, and you kind of just work on what you what you have available if you are injured. So, And, and that goes for a lot of athletes that, that are in that gym. So, um, you know, as long as, long as you, you keep keep applying your craft, you know, even on your even during the off season, quote unquote, what you call it, uh, you know, if you're going to keep seeing progression, whether it's a slow progression or, you know, uh, at a regular pace, it's just uh, you know, you can't let anything deter you from from the goals. Well, speaking of goals, the goal of every fighter is to become a champion. And with your fight, and even though that it was ruled a draw against Asuan, you know, he was the IBO champion, even though the belt wasn't on the line. Do you think you're deserving of a title shot in your very next fight after that performance? Absolutely. I think I would be open for um, a title shot in the next, in the next uh, outing. I have no problem with that. You know, there's a lot of tough guys in the division. But at the same time, I felt I was ready for, for, this, for this caliber of opponent before, the, before this last fight. And, you know, I still feel the same way. Uh, I'm, still able to, I'm still ready to contend uh, for a world title. Okay, well, I just have a couple more questions for you, Brandon, before I let you off the line. And there's one fight everybody's looking forward to right now. It's Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Canelo Alvarez. It's going to be in September. I'm just curious what your thoughts on that fight. Uh, I think it's a great matchup. You know, you got a hungry young lion who wants the recognition. He wants to uh, he wants to be where Floyd is at. So I definitely uh, that's a, that's a good advantage for him going into the fight. Uh, but at the same time, you can never count Floyd out. He's a true craftsman dedicated to the sport for so many years and he's been uh, competing at that level for so many years the experience that he has is just uh you know you can't there's nothing you can compare to that fighting at that level for so long so uh, i expect uh, canelo you know i i expected a typical floyd mayweather fight you know where he's competitive for three or four rounds but his experience and his skill set and his mind just take over take over the fight in the long run and I definitely think Canelo will have his moments because he's extremely ambitious and he's a hungry young fighter, but I just think uh, it's a little too much too soon to ask for, of a young man like that. Okay, and there's another fight of interest out there that people are talking about. That's the return of Manny Pacquiao. He's coming off of what is arguably one of the most devastating knockouts people have seen in recent years. Um, he's taking on Brandon Rios. I'm curious, do you think Pacquiao's going to be able to recover from uh, his last defeat? I mean, you don't know until you know. You know, uh, it's a, it, I, I think it's a dangerous fight for Pacquiao coming coming back off that knockout to um, Marquez. Uh, again, Rios is, a, is another extremely hungry fighter. He comes forward, he's got a punch, and he's relentless. So, uh, if Pacquiao is, is is taking anything away from that uh, Marquez knockout. Uh, he could he could have a stand for with uh, Brandon Rio. Okay, all right. Well, back to you, Brandon. When do you see yourself returning to the ring? Um, I'd love to be back to the ring as soon as possible. Possibly a a, a fall date. Um, you know, it just all depends on my team. I haven't connected with them since the fight. Uh, we haven't spoke about the you know the media future yet. But I'd love to be back in the ring as soon as possible. You know, back in the gym already. Uh, you know, just uh, awaiting that phone call. Okay, and after that last performance that you had, what do you think fans learned most about Brandon Gonzalez? Um, you know that, that I'm definitely a contender in the 68 uh, super middleweight division. Uh, I definitely, uh, you know, the, the response and the feedback on social media was tremendous from the, from the fans to to the to the media as well. So I mean, 
I, you know, they, 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 they were outspoken to the promoter, to the network, and as well as myself. You know, I greatly appreciate the, you know, the fan support. And uh, I just think they know that, uh, you know, that uh, I'm going to be here in the 68, 68 division for a while. All right, well, Brennan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you debut on On the Ropes Boxing Radio. I wish you all the best of luck going forward, and I'm looking forward to seeing your next fight. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much, Brandon. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.